The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tommy Adateo is an experienced and passionate teacher with over 15 years of experience teaching young children in London, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait and the UAE. In addition to her teaching career, she has a keen interest in portrait photography, video editing and script writing. Her love for quality picture books and reading to children from various backgrounds has led her to write her first picture book, The Adventures of Delhi the Street Kid. Every superhero needs a sidekick. And Tommy joins us now. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. So what was it that inspired you to write this book? I went on a trip to uh, Nigeria and I saw something that really changed you know, it changed me so much. Um, so I very quickly, I'm in a car, uh, the sun is beating down, it's really hot. I look to my right and there's a little boy. Um, obviously, he's a street kid. He has uh, a tray, he's selling something. So I'm looking at him thinking, oh my gosh, look at this boy. I wonder, he's about six. I wonder where his mother is. I have all these thoughts going on in my mind. And then I look to my to my left when I hear uh, the honk of a car and a similar uh, aged boy is in a four by four, you know, and I just looked at my right and my left and I just thought, wow, these boys are roughly around the same age, but they are in totally different worlds, you know? So yeah. that scene did not leave my heart. So when I traveled back to the UK, um, you know, it would just play in my mind every time you know, I'm at work, I'll think about it. I'm on the streets, I'll think about it. And I thought I have to do something, you know, contribute my little part into uh, talking about homelessness and how kids are affected by it. So that, that's how it started. It's amazing when you go to visit a different country, how much you notice things that are different. And I suppose yeah. you'd probably go to parts of this country and find similar things that we overlook sometimes. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, particularly when it comes to, like I said, homelessness. And, you know, yeah. a lot of the times we just kind of walk by and we might give them, you know, uh, you know, the generous people might give them something, we might buy food for them, but that's about it. And then we yeah. just walk away. But that homeless person is still there. They're still in that situation, you know, and I think we need to empathize. And the reason why I wrote it for kids is for, you know, children as young as three. I believe that if we have such conversations with them uh, and let them know that this is a situation that happens to some people, we can create empathy, you know, and you never know what uh, ideas or, you know,
know, what contributions, you know, children can make as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big problem. So without giving too much away, are you mm. able to give a brief summary of the plot? So the adventures of um, Dilly, this street kid, every superhero needs a sidekick. It's about a little boy, um, basically, who lives under a bridge and he sells for a living. So the book really is about his journey, what he goes through on, 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 uh, on a daily basis. You know, so I cover things like friendship. So this is part one of a series. So there are different themes that I, I intend to, to cover um, with each book that I write. So this one's really about him, uh, about loneliness and him wanting a companion so that's what this one is about so it's it's really incredible actually i i actually love it i love the book so much you mentioned there's obviously the theme of homelessness and it's hopefully going to mm. create some empathy in children but do you think it's entertaining mm. and enjoyable for the child as well as that that's a very good question yes it is and yeah. i do promise that every child being a teacher for over, like you said, over 15 years, I understand what children want in a book, what children need to see in a book. So apart from the fact that it's engaging, you know, then it takes you on different adventures. You know, there are things, there are themes there that children can relate to, you know, uh, being, you know, within a classroom, things like sharing, knowing how to uh, befriend, knowing how to take care of pets and things like that. So it is engaging. And he goes through different situations that, you know, a, a child might not have, have gone through, but I've written it in such a way that that child can flow and they can understand exactly what's going on. You know, you through the use of the language and the pictures as well. So yes, it really is. And it's really yeah. colourful as well. So I think the children would love that. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at the cover, it really mm. catches your eye, even on the title. Every letter has a different <laughs> colour. Yeah. Do you think that was quite important? Yes, it is. Because the front cover speaks volumes about what whether you're going to pick it up or you're going to put it back. You know, so that, so I thought children like colors they're attracted to colors they're attracted to you know interesting fonts and you know big letter uh, big letters so i thought that would you know attract the child's attention and actually i did do um i did have some kids look at different front covers and then and they they all went for this one so they were like oh we like that one we like this one so i asked three-year-olds four-year-olds and five-year-olds and they all picked this particular one so i thought yeah i'm gonna go with this one <laughs> yeah. and the okay. illustrations are done by tanya Recita. Yes. Are you pleased with how they turned out? I'm very pleased with how it turned out. Very, very pleased. I mean, she understood, even though she had, she'd never been to Africa, you know, we had yeah. a, a deep conversation about, you know, what a marketplace uh, looks like, what, you know, uh, children look like, what the buildings look like, what the architecture looks like. So we had conversations about that. And we went back and forth for, for quite a while. She had pictures. She went to, you know, to watch some clips and things like that. So she really brought it to life. And I'm really happy with the work that she did with it. Yeah. Absolutely because i think those of us who haven't been to africa or the parts of africa where this is set maybe have mm. an image of what africa looks like and that right. might be right or wrong so right. is there a danger <laughs> of making some kind of stereotype that mm. is just completely wrong when you're illustrating yeah there is and that was part of, that was one of the things that I, I I was very particular about. Um, Tanya, like I said, Tanya is is, is uh, she's she's from Russia, 
So I, I was very particular about who I picked because I wanted I wanted it to be child centered. So that was my that was my focus. Like when a child is looking through this book, I want them to look and be able to understand what's going on. And I think if like the drawings of the building or the drawings of of the market, if it's if it's too far fetched, a child might not really understand because they're supposed to be able to tell what's going on from the pictures because three year olds can't read yet. So yeah. pictures play a really important part in in when when they have a picture book you know so tanya was able to you know have a look at you know those kind of buildings also i wanted it to reflect a child who you know is in new york or a child who is in france or, or wherever you know so a child can pick it up and say oh okay um this looks a bit familiar this is a bit different from what i know but then you can have those conversations with children so you can scaffold while you're reading with them you know so it's very important um the the, the part the teacher or the or the adult plays is, is quite important with that as well so there are some bits that might look different like the child's clothing and things like that that you know you you engage and talk to a child about and you can go off and do more research you know about us and country and things like that so yes that was considered definitely yeah and we touched on earlier that most of the children that read this are probably mm. not going to be homeless and will hopefully get mm. some empathy from it but there are a lot of homeless children in the world in 2016 it says on the book mm. UNICEF reported that about 28 million children are homeless mm. globally so do you yeah. think that maybe some of those children would be able to read this book and get something from it themselves do you know that's one of my aims actually to be able to actually go out with this book um to, to many different countries and read this book to them and i think what my message to them you know would you know if they get a a, a, a hand of, of the book if they get to read the book somehow is is yeah. it doesn't matter what's you know the situation you are is is not the best you know but you know um the decisions that you make every day are very important even though as, as young as they are you know things like if you see something you know um, someone's purse falls on the floor don't take the money you know things like that that just try and make the right decisions you know and um, be a good person, you know. So that's one of the dreams that I have, actually, to be able to go and say, you know, look, this this is a boy uh, called Dele, you know. There's certain things that he would want, but he doesn't have them, you know, which is a situation that you're in. And just have those kind of conversations with them, like, you know, what would you want? How do you think you can get to where you want? And hopefully on a grander scale, maybe work with different organizations and see how we can do more for, you know, certain street children. So that, that's another dream of mine, actually, that I have. And as well as the whole theme of homelessness, are there any other messages in the book that you hope children will learn from? So again, um, I, I'm going to talk about in the series as a whole, uh, friendships, things like um, sharing, again, making the right decisions. Um, in part two of the book, you know, Dele is in a situation where he has to make a decision. So he's very hungry and the situation arises, you know, and there's a right and a wrong. So the, the basis of the whole series is right and wrong, making the right decisions all the time. Because Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
you know, as a people, we're faced with that, aren't we? When you're yeah. young, when you're older, you got to make a decision. So what decision are you going to make? Are you going to make the right decision? Are you going to make the wrong decision? Yeah. Those decisions then basically lead you to where you are going to be. So if you make right decisions, your life will tend to, you know, follow a certain path. If you make the wrong decisions, it follows a certain path. So that's what it's 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 really about. So it, it's covering little um, situations that children can, even though they're not homeless, they can relate to in the book. Definitely, yes. And I suppose the thing is often we don't know we've made the wrong decision until we've mm. already made it. Yes, yes, sometimes. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is there a particular part of the story that's your favourite? Oh, definitely. My favourite. Uh, so the book starts off with a very lonely Dilly, you know, who's wishing, looking at the stars and wishing, oh, you know, I wish I had a friend to count the stars with and stuff like that. And um, he does something really amazing in the day. And by the end of the story, one of, uh, his, his uh, wish comes true, you know. So the my favourite part was when his wish comes true and he's, you know, when, that, when I read that part, I just think... Think, I, I try to think about a, a homeless child who, you know, finds a companion and, you know, that he's able to share moments with that companion, you know, no matter what the companion is. So that for me, because thinking back of that boy that I saw in Lagos on his own, and I was just, it's like, everyone needs somebody, particularly when you're a child, you need somebody there, you know. So that's my favorite part, when he does find what he's looking for. So, yeah, definitely my favorite part of the book. Now, you're also interested in script writing and you're currently working on a short movie about yes. Delhi so yes. what can you tell us about that project so I just started that project and <laughs> I want to bring to life a lot more about homelessness because you can you can cover it in a book um, like I like I have but I think uh, when you're watching it as well there's certain emotions that you can evoke from people and, and that's what I'm going for so you know looking at the pictures like oh this is nice the, you know the oh he's running with his tree on his head oh that's cute that's lovely but then actually seeing that you know a boy standing under the hot sun he's desperate for some water he doesn't have water things like that um, I think it just it, it speaks more it, it has a lot more impact I think when you see that visually when you see it on a screen so I think it's just taking it a step further from the book and moving on to that like, like, you know, this is actually what this is about. So would that be targeted at, at young children? Probably not. You know, that's still something I'm thinking about. So it's, it's taking it to that deeper level of, okay, we've read the book. The book is nice. The book is nice. You know, it's, it's, it's fun for the kids. But then actually there is still this problem, you know, with homeless kids. And it shouldn't be something that we're not talking about. I mean, these are kids. These are kids. They need a mom. They need a dad. They need a guardian. They shouldn't be on the streets, you know. So I think it's so important that we all kind of, we, we see it, but just, just do more. And this is my doing more, just creating that awareness, you know. So that's what that's about, yes. And do you think that those who have read the book will enjoy the transition, even though they already know the story and probably know mm. what's going to happen, they'll mm. enjoy seeing a story they're familiar with in a new medium? Mm. I, I think I think they will. I think it throws another perspective in, you know, Um so if, like I said, I'm still thinking about, so it's not, it's not going to be, a, you know, Delhi the street kid, every superhero needs a psychic. Yeah. It's something totally different. It's, it's still about a little boy, but it covers, it's, it's different. It's, uh, there's not going to be any, um, any, any audio, any speaking in it. 
is just going to follow this boy and the desperation of, of where he's at, you know? So I have an image in my mind of what, you know, what I'm trying to create. So would it, that's what I'm thinking. Would it be for the kids? I, I don't know. I'm not sh- I don't know yet. You know, it depends on how, um, I, I guess I have to sit down and speak with, with, you know, people who are more familiar with that, with that process and yeah. make sure that it's for the right target audience. So I think going from the book, but in terms of parents who have read the book, oh, definitely they would. I think it would create the empathy that you yeah. know, I'm really trying to bring to the parents, and maybe they can then go back and just have those other conversations with their child. You know, yeah. So yes, absolutely, because it's not just about creating empathy within children, but we'd want mm-hmm. to do it for everybody that we can. Yes. Exactly, exactly. That's the whole point. You know, be, be good, be kind to the next person because even though they're dressed well, they look good, you don't know what anybody is going through really unless they open up to you. Yes, definitely. Is it hard to write a script when there's going to be no speaking? Because I guess it's all in the direction. Yes, <laughs> it really <laughs> is. <laughs> it really is. So I, I, I didn't think it would be that hard. So I, I took a short course on it. And the answer to that is it is very, very hard. It's very hard because you have to think about how to engage the audience, you know. And when you're writing, there's this show, Don't Tell. So that makes it so difficult because you want to tell, you know, this is what's going to, you know, but you kind of have to sit back and let the audience figure it out themselves. So it's it's actually very, very difficult. So I'm having to go back and then, you know, I've written like 10 lines and I'm like, oh, all of it has to go. I have to start again. You know, so it's a long, tedious process, but it, it's I think it'll be worth it in the end. Definitely. Because you've already written the first book and you know the character, does that make mm. it a little bit easier for you than it would be if you were starting from scratch? Yes, it does. It does. Uh, it makes it easier because I try to what I try to what I try to do when I was in Nigeria was um, when I saw that boy, then I went to places where I had more access. I, I didn't go to talk to them, but I I was, uh, you know, watching for, for quite a while. I was taking notes. You know, I had my pad with me and I was just... So all of that, I think, comes into play. So yes, I think that would definitely help. It would. Well, what else have you got coming up? Obviously, you've got the next books in this series. So what can you tell us about them? And have you any future writing plans on top of that? <laughs> so this actually took me uh, four years wow. to complete. <laughs> um, even though it's, uh, uh, it's less than 500 words, about 500 words, um, it, it took a while. It took a while um, of working with um, working with different people, like the illustrator and you know the, the editors. So it does take a while, um, and you know with a full time job and everything as well. So, well, at the moment I have written part two, but part two I've set myself a target. Uh, I'm looking to uh, get more exposure in part one. And then once I feel comfortable that, that you know, there's enough exposure uh, on the book, then I'm ready to basically roll out with, uh, start working on part two of the series. So I've had children, uh, a school in America, they they read it and, you know, and, and the kids who read it here, um, I live in the UAE, and the kids who read it in the UK, you know, the question is, so what happens next? What yeah. happens to him next? So they really want to know, you know. 
Does he? And the question is, does he find a family? Does he find a family? So I've said to them, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. So, I mean, that gives me joy that they, they enjoyed it that much and they want to know what, what happens to Delhi? What happens to Delhi? You know, so that, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great sign that they're wanted to find out more. Exactly. <laughs> and how come the first book took four years? Was it just the full-time job? It's trying to juggle um, everything. So I'm a photographer. I have a project um, called A Thousand Faces. So I I, am a jack of all trades, trying to master all of them. (laughs) So so, um, that's one of the reasons why. So I'm juggling quite a lot of things. So um, I wrote the book in an hour, actually. I wrote it in an an hour, but (laughs) it just took that long to get everything you know, go in and get it. I didn't think it would take that long between the editors and myself and the illustrators. Just, you know, it's the constant going back and forth, going back and forth. Oh, this is, this isn't, no, I'm not happy with that. And then the editor's like, mm, I'm not happy with that. And the illustrator's like, no, I'm not happy with that. So that took quite, quite uh, a while because I'm a perfectionist. And I think if you work with another perfectionist and you, you <laughs> clash sometimes, <laughs> it's like, I want to have my way and they want to have their way. So, you know, all of that came into play. But, you know, I've learned a lot from this book. So I, I, I guess the next one should be much easier. That sounds like a nightmare but are you glad you <laughs> stuck with it and got it finished in the end <laughs> i'm so happy as well i'm really happy that i stuck to it definitely yeah. were there times that i wanted to give up there were times that i thought oh my gosh is this worth it no but then i, I think about the bigger picture you know like i'm writing on behalf of all the delays out there that it is yeah. it does matter so do this yeah well this book is called the adventures of delhi the street kid every superhero needs a sidekick where are all the places that we're able to find it so you can get it on my website, uh, www. Uh, the letter A and then one thousand um, faces. dot com slash books, or it's on Amazon. So if you type in uh, either my name Tommy Adetayo or which is T O M I A D E T A Y O, or you type in the Adventures of Billy the Street Kid, it should come up on Amazon. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great being here. Thank you so much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.